just going just... across the table as, hey, this curse happened back in 1930, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Or are you going to go to, like, maybe, you know, personal And there's understanding. questions about how they work or how to undo them or... Oh, I mean, I'm sure I could help out with that. Hmm. I'm not going to make it known if I've ever hexed anyone or not. Is this thing on? Are we recording? What? <laughs> I don't know, are we? <clears throat> so what do you know about curses? I know a lot of curses. You know a lot of curses. Mm-hmm. You know a lot about curses. I know it, a lot about curses, and I know a lot of curses. What makes a curse real? Intent? Belief? The person believing that it's real. Parabethel was cursed for a long time. That's why we didn't have a new episode. Is that what we're blaming it on? Yeah. So we're all cursed. Until I'm not cursed. Yeah. You, If you think you are, you might be, but I know I'm not. If you think you are, you might be. Yeah. I know I'm not. <clears throat> I don't know if you are. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> no, don't look this way. <laughs> So, I don't know anything about hex bags or hexes or hmm. any of that. Are there good curses? No. So a curse is definitely bad. Yeah. That's why it's called a curse. Curse you. A good curse is just a good spell. <laughs> a fortune. It's a fortune. A blessing. <laughs> like a Chinese cookie. Is it a blessing or fortune a curse? Fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's both. Mind blown. So, um, we're doing a show on curses. Yeah, real curses. And not the four letter kind. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got. That's all the research I did. I mean, you could pepper them in, you know. You can talk about the origin of the F word if you want, because it is pretty interesting. But... Yeah, we're talking about real-life curses and hexes. Do you believe certain objects can cause a curse? Oh, yeah. Unintentionally, if you yep. didn't know it? I like King Tut's tomb. Didn't we do an episode on that? So it can kind of be handed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Haunted so, objects, that's what we did. Haunted objects. It's one of the first Parababel episodes ever. This is Parababel, by the way. Oh, I thought this was the curses. This is Parababel. The curse of Parababel. And then we need like a, a thunder sound right now. Crash! Did that work? I'll edit one in. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone hold the breath. Ten seconds. It was a dark and stormy night. Everyone thought that everything was good, but then suddenly... I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared. I have a curse. So, back in the 1900s, there was this big, 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 big stone. 48 carat stone. Oh, the diamond? Of hope. Yep, hope diamond. Yep. Yes. I think this, we, did we talk about this? We might have. Yeah. I don't, did we? Mm. I don't know if we did or not, but I, I know a little bit about the hope diamond. Okay. I didn't even put that in my notes because I do think that at one point we had talked about it. Maybe in the, in the haunted objects. Okay, so mm-hmm. it, it, it came up in India, right? And then it went from family and it was stolen from a Hindu god. A statue, supposedly. So wherever Big Blue came from, it all it all moved down through different merchants and families, and ultimately, whoever came in possession of this this um, Hope Diamond had bad luck, uh, fires, deaths, um, you name whatever you think is a curse. But Mike, I don't. I I'm I'm feeling pretty. What's the word I'm looking for tonight? Um, not so much about... Confrontational? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Um, so we'll, we, can use, we can use hope, the hope, as a uh, thing. It's handed down. It gets moved. Mm-hmm. And I know this falls under the haunted objects, but a curse. So, you know what, Alice and I had something, and... I died under mysterious things. It ended up in your possession. You moved on. It ended up into Rob's. But starting with me, or wherever this might have happened, it 
to the next person that went, where is that intangible thing that makes it the next person's problem? Well, I think if you're talking about something like that, then it's the object itself because it follows the object. So whoever has possession of the object is going to have the bad juju that comes with it. When I looked at this, I thought about it in more of like the broad sense of, you know, I put a curse on you and your family that you shall never bear sons, you know, things like that that have happened throughout history where people have like actually cursed someone. But this is people and pissed not an off, right? Mm-hmm. It is, but there's, you know, we always talk about intent, thoughts or things, those kinds of things. And when people feel so like, okay, let's put it this way. Have you ever went into a situation, not really sure how you were feeling about it. And then somebody said to you, oh, well, it's definitely not going to work out well. And then it doesn't because it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you're already believing that that's what's going to happen. So there's weight behind it or the vice versa of that. If you're going to, you know, a job interview and you're nervous about it and somebody says okay. to you, oh my God, you're so going to ace it. It's like you have that boost of confidence, whether you realize it or not, when you go in there because you're already like thinking, okay, I got this because that's the intent that you're, you're going in there with. Okay. So let's, let's, let's use an object then. Not so much, uh, is that a metaphysical end of it we were just talking about? More, that was more of the intangible thing that's not seen or felt. Well, I think you're talking about either you're cursing someone or you're, you have an object that's cursed. Okay, I had the Hope Diamond. Right. It was in the car when I died. I got in a serious accident. There mm-hmm. was some bad mojo. You knew how much that meant. You took it. I said, you know, and then something happens to you. How does that... How do you break it? No. How, how do you get it to be bad? How do you make it that curse? How did how does that stone that follows the, the trail of people and all of the the destructiveness of well, it? Isn't the hope diamond the whole idea behind it is that it was taken without permission, so anybody that holds it and possesses it isn't the rightful owner, so they're gonna have bad luck. But twenty generations later somebody has it, how do you know I it's not that it's not it's okay. It's not you. Maybe I stole it. Okay, so I got bad stuff with it, but it's such a beautiful stone, blah, 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 blah. You get it. Why Why should you be? Because it's. I'm still not the rightful owner. That's still following the same. But you might not know that. Like, okay, so you have um, objects passed down through your family. Mm-hmm. Okay? And maybe there is something of that nature that has a bad mojo on it, and every place it's gone, it's, you know... Here's a little great, 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 great juniors. Like, oh my God, this is for my family. You know, blah, blah. He doesn't know any different. Why is he getting cursed with this? What, what is making that thing stay that way to people? Or is, is it just, it has no, it has no clue to where it lays the curse, it's, wherever um, it goes. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not discrimination. Yeah. It's, it's not discriminating. Non-discriminatory yeah. mm-hmm. curse. It doesn't matter. Like So. In that sense, that Hope Diamond that was supposedly taken from that the statue of the Hindu god, um, it doesn't care whatever path it comes into. Now, obviously, we all know, and for those overseas don't know, this, it's in the um, Smithsonian here in Washington, D.C., and they've never had any problems with anything. Because no single person owns it now. No single person owns it now. So is that how you stop a curse then? Well, I think With that's. An object? I think that's how that one has stopped. That's the reason for it. There's there's not a single person that claims ownership of it. Yeah. All those bad things happen when it went from person to person to person. But now that it's owned by a conglomerate, there's no single person that's associated with it anymore. Okay. Plus, it's on display again for the public. It's not being hidden away. Which so, would have been the intent, probably, in the beginning with the, it's the really, statue with the Hindu yeah, god it's broken, saying, hey, It's broken its me. pattern. Rob, what do you think about that? You know, before, like we were saying, something is a cursed object. Mm-hmm. And you also got haunted objects. It's like, how do you know the difference? That's kind of what I was thinking. Because well, the Hope Diamond, you got so many dead people that came, came across it. Like, could they attach themselves to it? But that's like a a family heirloom going down the path. You know, great-great-great-grandma could have been like, or grandpa could have been like, 
a really bad person and how he obtained this object which meant a lot maybe to him you know he could have stole it bought it on an undermarket however or traded it for whatever i mean i don't i just if it if it's haunted and it's haunted it's attached something's attached to it but isn't there bad things happening to objects that have been haunted the people who own it you know if you take it outside of the house okay what about the annabelle doll is that a whole different scenario with a well i think when you think about curses and hexes usually they're put on to someone by someone i think that's kind of the criteria we can look at so there's two things to kind of think about so can anyone curse anyone and can a curse be broken or lifted? So in thinking about those two things, like here's some examples. So Australian hospitals, some of them, have staff that deal with curses and people who think they've been cursed because they have so many Aboriginal people okay. in Australia that still follow these you know, cultural ideas. So they actually have somebody on staff that if someone comes in and says they're cursed, they know how to like handle it. But there is this practice that goes on called bone pointing. And it's a practice in which a certain tribe member, and it's usually like the witch doctor or the shaman or somebody like that, basically takes a bone or an object and points it at another tribe member, cursing them. The person then becomes sick and they'll die because they basically will refuse to eat or drink. So is the person truly cursed? Or do they just believe that they've been cursed? Which is almost like hypnotism. So that they don't have any self-preservation because they think they're going to die. You know? So that's kind of, I think, what, what the difference is. It's like when you have something that's given to you that's a cursed object, you could always give that away. And you're not still cursed. Because it follows the object, not the person. But when we're talking about hexes and people being cursed, it doesn't matter what you do because it's following the person around. Do you see what the difference? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, so the Tichborne Doyle, have you guys ever heard of this before? No. Mm-hmm. So there's this old English tradition in the Tichborne family that they would give people... Um, poor people like food on like a certain day and this lady Maybella Tichborn was the one that started it so it's like her family um, and then she basically says to the family like if you ever stop doing this if you ever stop like giving the food to the people like you guys are going to be in, in a bad way because this is something that has to continue to happen so she basically says to them like you have to keep doing this. 1796, the family stopped providing food to the poor, basically because they ran out of food. There was like famine going on. They just couldn't do it anymore. So her whole deal was, if you stop doing this, I'm going to curse you so that you're only going to have seven sons. Only? That's it? Yep. (laughs) And then those seven sons are going to have seven daughters. And then that's going to stop the family line. Right, because then you have all of these sons that have these daughters, but then there's no males to carry on the family name. So the crazy thing about this is that by 1803, the family home had collapsed. One side of the family had borne seven sons, and one of those sons had seven daughters. A few of the brothers died, and as soon as that started to happen, the family like freaked out, and then they reintroduced this. And since then, They've never had another issue. And the family name still lives on to this day. It's kind of an ass move to curse someone who's doing stuff like that. Like, oh, thanks for the charity. But if you ever stop, you're dead. Well, it obviously meant a lot to her. So she was like, you got to keep doing it. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But it's kind of like, you know, did it happen because they already had this idea that they thought this is what was going to take place? Or is it coincidence that, you know, they had such bad luck and their home collapsed and, you know, they started having all of these brothers get sick and die? Or is it just, you know, like, what is it? I think 
when people think that they have a streak of bad luck, do you ever notice that like more and more bad things keep happening? Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. You just can't snap it. But is it really because you're in a cycle and it's happening? Or is it because you're already in that mindset that bad things are going to happen? So you notice those things more than you notice anything else. Some negativity. Well, you're definitely going to notice it because if it's happening one after another after another. But you know what? Here's the other thing. Most people aren't going to stop when they're having a stretch of bad luck years, months, days, whatever. They're not going to stop and go, oh, someone's got a curse, or I'm hexed, or it's this, or it's that, or what's new in my life that's changed something that's not, you know. Most people don't think like that. They're just thinking, God, why is this happening? I need to change. How do I change myself? How do I break out of this? How do I change the pattern right now? I think it's more internalized to most people. Now, not knowing if you're going to put a hex or a curse on somebody that, you know, you slip something into their life or put something on them, so to speak, they're not going to really notice that either. They're just going to think, again, it's bad luck. It's bad luck. So I think a lot of that has to do with your whole sub... Continue. I'm going to hold on to this thought for a minute. Okay. So you want to hear about some mummies? Okay. Oh, yeah. Because we like mummies, right? Mm -hmm. Mummies mummies. always seem to come with curses for some reason. So... Timur's curse. Timur was a conqueror in the 1300s, and his body was dug up in 1941. The tomb had two engravings on it. The first one said, When I rise from the dead, the world shall tremble. And the second one said, Whoever opens my tomb will unleash an invader more terrible than I. Two days after his tomb was open, Hitler started his invasion of Russia, and it remains one of the largest invasions in military history. Coincidence? Or was it the curse? How many things do you think we can do that are coincidence and a curse? How many things do you think in your time timeline of life or a person's life that there's there has to be some type of coincidence to happen, right? There has to be some type of overlap that in a lottery system, if you're thinking, you're bound to hit something that's going to cross over where it's like, that's totally coincidental. I never yeah. knew that was going to happen. That one's pretty specific, though. I yeah. Say. So here's, here's yeah, another example. Yeah, that one example. is. Absolutely. Okay. So the Carlisle curse. 1525, Archbishop of Gasco puts a curse on the river people. It was revenge for them stealing sheep and cattle. The curse included people's hands, teeth, hair, and mouth, and asked that thunder and lightning rain down and destroy them. In 2001, Carlisle gets the bright idea to engrave 383 words of the curse into a stone. Then they put the stone on display in the town. Bad crap happens. There's an outbreak of foot and mouth disease. Hmm. Floods, fires, and a huge increase in unemployment. The stone has since been removed from the public. They were just looking to direct their... They needed an answer. Did they? To pull it out. Well, it's pretty specific, though. If the curse talks about your head, your teeth, your hair, and your mouth, and then suddenly there's an outbreak of foot and mouth disease when this stone goes up, is it coincidence or is it the curse? Everything's debatable. Yep. So you know the curse of Pele, right, in Hawaii? This is like a real thing. I mean, this happens all the time, and if you do any research on this, you'll actually see all of the objects that get sent back. So Pele was the goddess, you know, Pele, she's the volcano, she's the... Mm -hmm. So Hawaiians look at her like she's the guardian of the volcanoes. And there's there's this saying that if you take anything from that area, you take a piece of volcanic rock, you take sand, you take anything, and it leaves with you, then you're gonna have bad luck. But people still do it. They still take stuff all the time. Maybe there's and then they return it oh. because they're having bad luck. Yeah, but so all these things get sent back to the national park. Where there's like a huge display there with like notes like, please, Pele, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. Okay, so I go there and I take a little piece of lava because it says not to or just because it's Pele and the goddess. And I want to take it. So I take it just because I want to have a little piece. And 
Oh my God, my brakes failed on my car. I smashed into a tree. It's bad luck. I'm cursed. I better take it back. Crap. I think in that essence, it might be crap. Because everybody has bad things happen to them. Whether you take from that little thing and you link the two together. Right, but that's what we're talking about. Is it coincidence or is it a curse? What's a coincidence? I mean, it would have to be. I wonder how many people, like, take something from Hawaii and start to have bad luck and don't know about the curse ahead of time. It's like Robert the doll when you take his picture without his permission. Yep. And then everyone sends the pictures back with notes about how sorry they are. It's like the same kind of thing. Is it a curse? Or is it a coincidence? I'm not, I just don't understand how that... I, I, like I said... Okay, go on. So what about the movie Poltergeist and the curse that follows that? You've heard about this? Mm-hmm. So what do you know about it? A lot of people around the movie died. They were sick, different things were happening. Mm-hmm. Supposedly they used real bones Yeah. That's when the... they made the film. And the dead were mad about that. And all sorts of things happened on the set and to the cast members. Not just the first movie, but the second and the third one too, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Coincidence or curse? Coincidence. Hype. Okay. A very, a very, I don't want to say insincere way, but it's a way to sell, it's a way to sell something. It's Hollywood. Anytime you get around, I would say anything, anytime you get around Hollywood and stuff, in that essence of movies or something, you're going to sell the hype a little bit, whether you do it intentionally or not. That came out, we found out all about that, and... All of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, there's the curse on it. You know, um, what's-her-name died, and the bones that came up, you know, different things like that. I think that builds a little more hype. I don't know how much to make you go see the next movie or the next movie when these stories come out after the fact. I I don't know. I'm I'm still... I've questioned this a couple times with you, and I've questioned this a couple times with me. When we talked about curses or hexes or different things and how you, you can help or hurt things, I just don't understand. I, Me, personally, I don't believe in it. I can't understand someone putting certain things together and making it to where it's directed towards a person or several people and it changes the course of their outcome or changes their path. I, I just don't understand how that happens. If you have free will, where is that? Where is that? Give me something solid that says I can change this person's course just by doing this, putting this together, this together, that together, and putting it towards a a intent, so to speak. I I I hold reservation. I think we've talked about it before, and I've said no. Nah, I just don't believe in that. I mean. If you're going to have bad luck or if you're going to have a shitty life, you know, that might fall more into, hey, guess what? You're not to where you're supposed to be in your life. You're See, not here. I'd like you too much to prove my point. You can prove your real. point. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Rob's right here. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you were going. <laughs> can you make this change? Uh, no. Um, I, I don't know. I, there are definitely going to be coincidences where people are just at the right spot at the right time for things to go wrong. You know, you hear that all the time. Man, you're just in the wrong spot at the right time or the right time at the wrong spot. I mean, it just happens. Sorry about your luck. People have bad luck all the time. And it doesn't necessarily mean it happens in a stretch. It could happen once every month. You could find yourself in a bad situation and question yourself, well, I got bad luck all the time. So you know? what about the cursed musicians, the Twenty Seven Club? Mm, part of this too, probably another coincidence, right? Right, Jeff? Yeah, it's. I know, <laughs> but let's take the odds and the factors of Janis someone. Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Cobain. Um, I mean, the list is pretty extensive about musicians that have died at the age of twenty-seven. Let's take their notoriety and popular popular pop, popularity. And do you know there's even speculation that Kurt Cobain killed himself when he did to just, be part of the Twenty Seven Club? Yes, that I have heard. That's like major conspiracy theory. That could be. 
I also think it had a lot to do, well, neither here or there. Yes, that was a, a, a theory behind it. How many um, musicians at age 30 died? Is there a 30 club? I don't know. You'd have to do the research. Well, I'm going to do the research. I'm going to start thinking about that and do some research on okay. it. Because the 27 club, yeah. They're, and each one of those people that have died were great have at have what they were doing. But I think they have to have that same level of notoriety. Like, you can't yeah, just be no, like... no, it can't be like a half... <laughs> like, like, like the drummer know, like, from some unknown band. band. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, but he was in the band at one... He was in the Who at one time, you know? I, mean, I think we would all have to, like, agree that we would know who that person was. Wasn't the drummer from the Who in that club? No. I don't think so. Anyway. There's, like, a lot of very famous people. Yeah, and we're not talking, like, nobody... They were known. Yeah. In their eras and their time, they were known for doing major musical stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, again, coincidental, I think. You know, you're, you're looking at a, a youthful group, even though we see them and look at them as peers, and in a sense they were older, but they were only 27 years old. What about Itzy? Hmm? Iceman. Do you know that, that guy that they found, they dug him up? Yeah, OC yes. the Iceman. Yeah. That's my guy here. So since they dug him up, seven people associated with him have died. Yeah. Do you know like the details of everyone that it's happened to? Because it's crazy. Let's see, it was the, uh, the guy I did the research on. So I know like a number of people died around him. Um, well, wait, wait, where was he found? He was found on the Austrian-Italian border in the Alps. Okay, so they're up there looking for him, or is just they stumbled across him? Um... I think they were probably looking for him. A hiker came across because part of the glacier that he was under started to defrost. And a hiker found part of him exposed and called scientists in. And then they came and did an archaeological dig and found him. Did the hiker live? I don't... Actually, I don't think he did. I think he's one of the seven people. His name was Helmut Simon... Uh, and he died while hiking in 2004. He, like, fell off a cliff or something. Yep. Yeah. And he was an experienced hiker. How many experienced hikers have so died? it was kind of like a freaky thing. I know I'm being, I mean, you know I'm throwing rocks at the wall here, yeah, trying but, to well, be the different side. And if it was just him, I think that would be one thing, but there's six okay. other people that directly had contact with this body that all died in a short period of time. Forensic pathologist who examined Oti died in a car accident. The guide who led them to Oti's body died in an avalanche. Uh, The guy who led the scientific team that recovered and examined Oti's body died of MS. A molecular archaeologist who uh, found traces of human blood on the body died of a blood disease. And finally... Rainer Holtz, a filmmaker who made a documentary about the discovery of O.T., or the recovery and discovery of O.T., died of a brain tumor. That's a lot of coincidence. Yeah, but you know, and it might be hard to get me off the side that I'm on with this. Those are all, those are all those are all like suitable deaths I mean in a sense of brain tumor fell off a cliff right. car accident and when was he discovered 2004 he died in 2004 no who when Oopsie was he was discovered in 91 so, so 91 between and what are we in 2019 now mm-hmm. those are a lot of years things can happen to people yeah, they can, but it's just. But it's funny how that the one centerpiece, the one centerpiece is the Ice Man. Right. I'm gonna have to agree with Jeff on this one a little bit too, because it's like, yeah, seven people died, and it's kind of weird. But you go on to find out like thousands of people over Every a day thousand die. people over a thousand people were in contact with Otsi though. So you take that, you take seven people out of a thousand that died in the time that this this ice man was found. I think what you found here was the central piece, was the ice man. Okay, so anyone around there. So how, and and where's the window here? So maybe there was, maybe there was, how many people around this ice man? Thousand, you said? There was uh, over a thousand people, it said, that was around, like, 
through the but that's going to continue. Recovery of the body. They're yeah. still gonna. They're still gonna work on this body. They're still gonna look at it. And people are gonna get older. People are gonna die. I'm sure there's lead scientists mm-hmm. and there's young people coming in there. So it's it's bound to happen. I think it was just odd that they were so intimate. They had such an intimate, you know, part of what happened with him. Yeah. It wasn't just like a random person that right took that, pictures of the body and you know never went back again it was like people that found it people that touched it people that did the initial testing on it there were he was that centerpiece but i i will agree with the both of you because there's nothing saying that there was any kind of curse people are thinking that yep. because of all the things happening but there's no there's no proof it wasn't like tut where there was like hieroglyphics written this is what's going to happen if you open the tomb right right there was not probably where people got the idea from in the first place cuz it's right well, I'm thinking opening the tomb. They're just start trying to stop the raiders if people ever got down there to figure it out, you know, and how their how their and how their belief system worked, you know. So, yeah, I'm gonna put something up on the wall saying, you know what, you mess with any of this, and you know, you got gold and jewelry and all kinds of stuff in there, you mess with it, things are gonna happen. So, I a lot of again, a lot of it can be. Mm-hmm. Debunked, I want to say. Yeah, because why did it take? Come on, Otzi, why did it take him thirteen years to kill the guy that discovered him? Well, again, I think it's, it's you have to put in the fact that there was not direct correlation with picking up that body and something like that happening. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Chupacabra attack. It's different when you're talking about like something having a warning. You know, yeah. right. and people ignoring that warning and then bad crap happening. Right. Um, but we could be very, we could all be wrong. If we just wipe out the whole coincidental side and just take, take oh, that as fact. I'm on, the, I'm on the belief side of the fact that these things really did happen that way. Not that these particular things happen, but that curses and hexes are real. 100%. A plague upon you and your house. Then really? the next thing you know, everybody gets. That's you know, before the they black had vaccines. Death. No. <laughs> I mean, sometimes technology wasn't there. Yeah. Medicines weren't there. So yeah, if it's a black plague or something, then you know what? I'm not. I'm not I know saying. What I'm I know just what you're using saying. that as an example. I'm coming at serious tonight. Of what? What it is. <laughs> I know. You know. I think. If you. Oh. I think, a, I think a lot of things, especially when it comes to curses and hexes, usually there's something that takes place that people are like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I want revenge. I want something bad to happen to this person because they did me wrong. And that's where it comes from. Do you also think people try to attach something uh, to, to, to have an answer to why, as to why it happened? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a definite possibility, but I think that's where the, the cursing comes from. That's why, you know, mm-hmm. we always joke about not pointing the finger. Because the finger's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. I don't ever point fingers. <laughs> like the chupacabra paw at you. What will happen? I don't know. What will happen? Will I grow more hair? So we have a new guest here at the Parababble Studio. Okay. <laughs> uh, a visual for everybody. The chupacabra is uh, pulled up a chair. Yep. <laughs> and he wants to be part of the show. He's hanging out in the studio. Here, put the headphones on. We thought that it was not for real. Chupacabras. Right. That well, they didn't actually one, exist. Well, this one's a shapeshifter. This one has hair because... He felt bad and he got hair plugs. Oh, well, that makes a ton oh, of well, sense. Oh, well, hair plugs for chupas. Yeah. Oh, this 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 one's it's possessed. Gonna end, it's going to end badly. Yep. Our studio's going to go. I think you've been hexed. I think the chupacabra hexed me. And he wants back up. So if you think you've been hexed, do you think it's possible to unhex yourself? Is it? Absolutely. How would you do it? Uh, well, I think it would come down to a lot of willpower. And a lot of, um, of uh, wanting to change your 
position in life if okay. you think things are that bad. So you think like just you, mind over matter that's going to Absolutely. That's going to solve your problem? What's what's the strongest organ in your your body? Your mind. What does your mind do? It controls a lot of things. So if you can not to if you put a curse or a hex together to to put upon somebody and they don't know that they have it, and they just think it's, it's bad luck. Chupacabra. Um, chupacabra break. <laughs> well, you know what? No, you guys go on. I will take care of the chupacabra. Oh, we have we have a chupacabra owner down. For a second. All right. I'm gonna unleash the chupacabra because the chupacabra is smiling at me. You never know what's going to happen in the Parababble studio. No, you don't. I mean, if one minute you're talking about, you know, hexes and curses, and the next minute you're wrangling chupacabras. <laughs> There's a farm. I see a vision somewhere. No, I think you can, I think, uh, see, but that you're, you're asking someone who doesn't believe in it. So if you don't believe in it, and you know it's just a life pattern that you have to change, and you watch how, okay, you watch how other people change their lives, you know, and they're in the same position, and they come out and they say, you know what? You have to completely whitewash your your world and start it over in a clean break, as they call it. You change your, your fortunes. You change your mindset. You change your guiding so system. So if you hit a string of bad luck, you just think it's coincidence? Yeah, because... Uh, and you think you're just going to like decide that day that you're just not going to have any more bad luck and then you won't? No, you're going to have bad... You're going to have bad days. Are you not? You're gonna have a bad uh, a bad day or a bad luck day or something doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, but I'm not talking way. about like just one day. I'm talking about like a string of things happening. Like you ever hear that saying like bad things happen in threes? Yes. I've had things like that happen before, and I just consider it bad luck. But that's the thing we're talking about. It's like, is is that something that just happens? Like if you think that there's something else going on, can you break out of it yourself? Do you think that there's something else you have to do? in order to make that happen? Is there anything you can do to protect yourself from having somebody do those things to you? Is there? Well, I think there is. Mm -hmm. Precautionary things. If you don't believe in it, how can it be real? Um, and I use it in this in this context because I know what I just said. Uh huh. I know exactly what I said. I'm not even taking it to where it, right. we took the last episode. You mean the Bible? <laughs> no. If you don't believe that curses and hexes happen, and someone says they you have one on you, okay, someone says they have one on you, and you're like, you know what? That's a bunch of crap. It's baloney. I mean, some people don't think the earth is round. <laughs> oh, boy. Kind of the same. I mean, you could see it for anything, really. So let me ask you this question, then. So you have some bad stuff happen, right? You don't believe that you're cursed or there's a hex or anything like that. Do you pray that your luck gets better? <laughs> oh Do you ask someone for help? Do you sit there at night... When the house is quiet and the children are in bed and you say, please fill in the blank. I just really need things to get better. It's been so bad lately. You know, I noticed this corner is getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and, this, and I'm getting closer and closer to it. Absolutely. I okay, pray to but, a higher but, power all right, for... So then you think you need help to get out of something and it's not just your mind over matter then. You're asking for intervention. You're asking for... But that was the way I was raised. Right. I was raised to pray to a higher power because that's what But why would you need does. to do that if you just told me you don't believe in that? You just I don't told believe... me that you don't believe that, that bad, strings of bad luck happen. Strings of bad luck do happen. Curses, I don't believe, actually work real. <laughs> I'm chopping the table again. Rob <laughs> loves that when he has to edit. I can't edit that. I know. That's, that's <laughs> why I do it. That's how I get my two senses in. No. If I pound on the table, people will listen to me more. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go pay attention to me. We always pay attention to Look, you. Look, if someone's going to put a curse on someone and they don't believe in it, A, they're probably not going to know it, right? 
most likely, because mm -hmm. they're not going to come out and say, hey, guess what? Here you go. They're just going to think it's a string of bad luck. But if you're the type of person who does, doesn't believe in it, and it does not, it is your mind over matter, you're not going to fall prey to it. I don't think you'd fall prey to it. Step on the crack, you break your mother's back. Are you going to take that chance? <laughs> Depending on how you feel about your mother at the time. <laughs> right? You're right. And put shoes on a table, it's bad luck. Right? You'll have whatever. Or break a mirror. Walk under a ladder. Do you know what I do at my job? I did this for three weeks straight. I walked under a ladder. There's ladders on all these machines. And I couldn't necessarily get around on the outside, and I wasn't walking around these giant machines. Every day, two, three times a day, walk under the ladder, walk under the ladder. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Why do I have a flat tire? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God. My car won't start. Uh, bullshit. Oh, my God. What? Somebody broke their hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> Broke their hands? Jeez. I don't know. I, I, I'm going. No, but I'm going with the whole. All right. It, so put your shoes on the table. Well, it's not my table. It's Rob's table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because it's the way we were raised to believe in certain things. Uh huh. But I think that's that's you just hit on the point. I mean, there's definitely people that do believe that those things have merit and that they are real because. They've been brought up that way. Those are stories that they've been told. Those are things that they believe. So I think it's fine if you say, like, well, I don't believe it. It's crap. But you could have the person right next to you saying, oh, yeah, it's absolutely real. Because that's what they believe. That's what. They, okay. So it's about, well, it comes back to that original question. So Are you cursed because somebody really has the power to do that? Or are you cursed because you believe that once you're told that, you are? Rob? Who knows? <laughs> if I put, could go either way. If I put a pair of shoes on this table right here at the studio, and when we're done tonight, we're saying our goodbyes, and I walk out the door, and I fall down three stairs, is it because I put my shoes up there? It's because no. your shoes are dirty, and I push you down the stairs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it might be dark. Mm -hmm. You might be a, a clumsy klutz. Or it could be all of those things, but or, are you going to think about the fact that you put those shoes on the table? Now I would, because we're talking <laughs> about this in this episode. But I, I, people every day that are in this in this bad vortex in their life where they can't break free and everything is just like it just doesn't ever seem to change. Their first thought, unless they study or or think about things really outside of the box, aren't going to be going. Man, you know what? I bet you I'm. Oh, I just got another idea here. Cursed, or I got a hex put on me. Somebody definitely does Why not does God like me. Why does hate me? But. Because you're kind but, of a D-bag. Because <laughs> you're a D-bag, man. But can you be cursed as a human or hexed or jinxed from a previous life, if you believe in that, and it carries over into this new persona that you are? I could have been, I'm this, this person right now, but I come back as a butterfly, and guess what? Here comes that semi, that 18-wheeler down the road smack guess what I had a shitty life then I have a shittier life now so it continues to to go down this path I I think it is like wrestling in the mud that no one really wins the battle mm -hmm. but I think the one big question I want to ask is if you do have a curse or a hex or something that you want to put on somebody what makes that belief stronger than someone's willpower to not accept it. Well, I think it depends on what their belief system is. You know, that's the biggest thing. Okay. It's You're going to put power into whatever happens depending on what you think and how you feel about it. And that's, that's what I think the crux of it is. If you go into a tomb and you read on the wall that if you open this up, bad crap's going to happen, and then you do it anyway... And then bad crap happens. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like We've you... We've seen it all here at Farmers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you put yourself out there knowing full well that, that there's potential for that. And if you don't believe in it, then you're not going to associate those bad things that happen with that. But if you do believe in it, you're going to look at every little bad thing that happens and you're going to relate it back to that. 
Look at how many people have done so many shitty things on an everyday human level mm-hmm. that you can be in contact with, and not one bad thing ever happens to them. Well, that's because they're not hexed or cursed. They're just D-backs. <laughs> do, we not, do we not look at people, let's use that as an example, don't we look at people in our work lives, in our, oh, yeah. our friendships, our never, circles? never get it when they should. And you they know? come out smelling like roses every yeah. time. But that's not. But that's not the same thing. Like what we're talking about is somebody putting I know that onto somebody else. Okay. Not the. Not that the person's karma hasn't caught up to them yet. Those right. are. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I think this is something that, you know, do most people believe that somebody else has the power to manipulate their life in some way? And I think if you ask majority of people. A lot of people would believe in that, whether yeah, it's superstition, a- whether it's spiritual, whether it's supernatural, whether it's, you know, religion based, whatever it is. I mean, even Santa's always watching. But there are soul suckers. <laughs> there are soul suckers, right? The people who can change and manipulate, manipulate the way you are and you fall into them. You fall prey to them. I mean... And bad things do happen. And ever since that person or people that you've been with or associated with, you've hung out with, it's not been a good deal. It's been a bad deal. I mean... Well, maybe they're cursed and it's rubbing off on you. Well, you're, you're putting yourself right next to it. Yeah, but I think, again, like that's different than somebody coming after you personally and being like, I'm going to mess this guy's, this guy's crap up. Okay. He cut me off in traffic. I can't believe he did that. That guy is such a jerk. I really hope X, Y, and Z happens. It's like the thought thoughts are things. Like that intent goes out there. And is that enough to then make something happen? Or is it all just crap? You gotta wonder then like like famous people that people hate a lot. Yeah, like, there's lots know, of people out people there. People gotta be putting curses on them and if they aren't, why aren't they? Well, maybe they know how to break them. Maybe they got a hex breaker that you don't know about. It's working, working behind the scenes for them. Have you ever had Cleansing somebody? Cleansing their auras. Have you ever had somebody in your life that you hated so much that you just wish bad things would happen to repeatedly, over and over and over and over? I personally do not do that because I know that there's power in those thoughts. That's and good. I don't want to be held personally responsible if okay. something bad were to happen to someone because I wouldn't want that on my conscience. Let's go back a couple years. Let's go back to the older you. Were you ever that way? Where someone would get to you and you just wish death upon them. I've never wished death upon anybody. Have I wished bad things would happen to people? <clears throat> hmm Okay. Of course. I think that's a natural thing when someone's really hurt you. That that's a natural feeling to have. And nothing happens? I'm not talking about whether or not stuff happened or didn't happen. (laughs) There it is. There's a reason why I feel the way that I do and why I I look at it from a responsible angle. There is, yes, absolutely. But I don't think that that's the same case for everyone. And I wouldn't assume that it would be. Okay, so in all of your studying and studies Mm -hmm. in this whole paranormal realm and everything that you've learned... And we've all learned a little bit about everything. When it comes down to curses or hexes and and how people do that, why? Just because it's your intent mixed with, let's say, I don't know, a bag of goodies mixed in, that combination of stuff is going to make the person that you have it intended for. You know, go through, um, I don't know, let's say depression, um, financial woes, accidents. What what gives that, what is giving that power, that intent? What is that power to that person? Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you can put all that together. What is making that happen? You know, Okay, a pen, a straw, a phone, a pair of glasses. If you put those all together, you put your intentful thought into wiping out somebody else with that. I'm just using that as a loose example. The combination of that stuff and your intent, what is, why is that going to make it that much worse than the other person that you're putting it on? Well, I think that's what we're talking about. 
if the person believes that there's potential for that, the person receiving, receiving that has to believe in it. Yes, that's what puts power behind those things. I mean, think about it. If I was to say something to you and you were like, that's a bunch of crap, you're not going to think twice about it. But if you were a different person that believed in those things and I said the exact same thing to you, you would like freak out. You would be like, oh my God, I can't leave the house. Something bad's going to happen. Two things. So if that person who is sending that intent to the, the person receiving it and that person receiving it believes that that can happen, you're sending it over full well knowing if that person knows who you are, can that person knowing, can they deflect that? Or is that a case of the person sending it that you, the person sending it, I don't get this right, the person who is sending this, I lost my point. I think that when the person receiving it believes in it, that's what puts power behind it. So it's not so much the person sending it. So you're almost so, you're almost manipulating somebody. It's going back to the whole first example that we talked about, about the bone pointing. Like, if I just pointed a bone at you, mm -hmm. that's not going to... You're going to be like, what are you trying to do? That's why you're doing that. That's weird. Stop. Stop being a weirdo. Right? Because it means nothing to you. But if we went to an Aborigine tribe in Australia and picked up a bone from the ground and pointed it at somebody they would literally think that they had been cursed and they would stop eating to the point where they died of wastefulness because they really thought that that's what happened to them. So all it is is a mental tug of war in, in certain cases. Yeah, I think that's... Your belief system in a mental tug of war. Right. If you tell me you're going to lay a curse on me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out and say it's bullshit. But that's my thinking. Right. But that then if I said the same thing to Rob, and Rob thought just for a minute that maybe that could be true. Rob poses and looks to the ceiling. There it is. Oh, no. That would be different. Yep. It'd be two different scenarios. So it's it's it. So what you're saying is these curses or hex can be put on people who believe or maybe have a weaker nature to believe in it. So it could be almost preying on a weaker a weaker person? Well, it could be, but normally if you're going to have a curse or a hex put on you, you've probably done something that warrants that. I don't think people would just willy-nilly go around like, hex, curse, hex, curse, you're a jerk. Yeah, but if you're a jerk, but, but you're a weak-natured jerk underneath it all, I mean, you I know, think, maybe you have a big bravado, you're like, ah, but underside it, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm this like scared lamb, and someone comes and hits you up with a, a, a curse... I mean, do they crumble under it? I, I don't know. See, again, so it's my word against your word in a sense of a... Well, if you want to make it so much about that, then sure. But I really don't want to fight with you about it. No, we're not fighting. <laughs> oh, shit, I hope my brakes are working tonight. No. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know... It, it, I think it comes back to the fact that if you believe, then you put power into that belief, and then it's more likely that you're going to associate those things with whatever you think is happening. For a spiritual person to have a run of bad luck, their first thought is not going to be, wow, I don't know what's going on. Just having bad luck. Mm -hmm. Their first thought is going to be, holy crap, something's going on. I need to do something about it. I need to cleanse my aura. I need to sage my house. Wait, wait, wait. I You're saying a, a spiritual person as in like... As in like a metaphysical... Somebody who believes okay. in like the metaphysical. Okay. All right. You know, that's the same thing. But you could take the spiritual side of the other side too. It's like I said. If you're going through a string of bad luck, maybe you're praying for help. Maybe you're going to church and lighting a candle. Maybe you're doing those things because that's what you think is going to help. So whether you're metaphysical, spiritual, whether you're spiritual, spiritual, whether you just... I don't know, or somewhere in the middle, I think most people would do something about it. Most people would try to change that in some way, shape, or form. I don't think they'd just be like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped in a mud pedal, you know, my my tire blew out, like all these bad things are happening, but I don't know why. A series of events. And I'm not going to do anything about it. I, it's such a... It's a tough one. It's all what you believe. It's, 
or don't right. believe. Or don't believe. Yeah, my my tire went in the car. Oh, I looked down. Oh shit! It stalled on the throughway because I'm on E. You've never had that moment when something bad's happened and you've just looked up and been like, "Why me?" Oh, <laughs> let's think about that for a minute. Probably. What did I do to deserve this? <laughs> Probably. But on a very like that's what. But I'm that's saying. your free will too. Sometimes. Sometimes. But you're still looking for the cause of it. You're asking those questions. You definitely are asking questions to wise. Mm-hmm. So I think no matter what you believe or don't believe, that's human nature. We don't always just believe, I think, in coincidence. I think as humans, we're always trying to figure out why. We're always trying to put something to it. Why things are happening. What's no. going on. Something's got to be going on. Like This doesn't just happen for no reason. This is true. <laughs> so you want to know how to break a hex if you think you have one? Oh. Okay, so there's a couple different ways to do it. Um, the way that I've been taught to do it is that if you think you've been cursed or hexed, you should take a lemon and you should take 13 pins. And on the night of a full moon, you should put those 13 pins into a lemon. Then you let the lemon sit out for 13 days and then you bury the lemon. And that absolves it. <laughs> so does it really? Or does it do it because you think that that's going to solve it? Either way, you're covered. Right? What are you doing? Um, it's still a full moon tonight. You can ask for your guides or your angels, as I look at Jeff, your angels, to intercede on your behalf to help you. There's lots of different things that you can do if you think you've been cursed. Witches will make witches bottles to ward off curses. But how do you, what, but if you, if you have a strong, oh, so, okay. Whatever yeah. you think. Yep. Right. No, absolutely. I have sage spray in my office. My staff come in and they're like, oh my God, today has been crazy. I, you would not believe what happened. This happened, that happened, this is going on. I'm just like, come here, come here. And I spray some sage spray. I'm like, you need this right now. So we just, your sage is in a lock? <laughs> Keep the negative energy out, Well, I please. can't have real sage because I wouldn't be able to burn it in the office. Right, so I have right. to have sage spray. That's true. Which does just as good a job. So in this whole... Curses and hexes, do we believe they work, or is it just how much faith we put into it, or stock into it? Is it it's obviously, it can be, like you just said, with the lemon and putting um, 13 pins in it and burying it and having it outside for or 13 days and then burying it. That's what you're believing in. So you're intense being, believing that it does work. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody's in t- other side of that intense, like, nah, this is this crap, so... I mean, it's both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. So it all comes down to what you believe in. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yep. If you don't believe in curses, then you'll never be cursed. And if you For, do believe it's a possibility, then it might happen to you. I'm just going to believe that. But then just contact Parababel, and I'll, I'll help you out. There you go. Yeah. Okay. At Parababel, everywhere. Yep. At Parababel Curse. So yeah. if, if you need help, just reach out. Help is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweaty ball. What? <laughs> okay. And there it is. Uh-huh. You know the two ladies that do the podcast, do the talk show on the radio on Saturday I do know Live. who they are, but what does you, that you have to do? You almost sounded like her for a moment. Oh, that help so is here? I was trying to do like here. a PSA. That's pretty good. But I, I that went to that, the, the two making their their uh, Christmas balls, Christmas cookie balls or whatever they were. Okay. I'll even tell you how to figure out if you actually have a string of bad luck happening. Oh, please do. Real quick. 1 800? 1 800 Parabellum. I think that's going to wrap it up on curses, hexes. Real life curses and hexes. Real life. Real life.